0: Good morning and welcome to worship here at Trinity United Methodist Church in Duncanville, Texas. And I am excited to say that we're actually live casting here from our sanctuary for the first time in a year and nine months. And we actually have a congregation here and we are so excited that everyone is here. Uh, but I do ask, if you might not have noticed already, to, we, we ask for an abundance of grace today. We are, we, we're, everything's holding together right now with baling wire, duct tape and chewing gum. And we may have technical difficulties during our live cast. As we have seen, we got a late start. Uh, I apologize to those of you online because we had a late start trying to get into Facebook, which decided to be a problem for us today, of all days. We are also evolving our worship style. What you see today is not necessarily going to be the way we conduct worship going into the future. We're making a slow transition, and so things are going to be changing slowly. So again, I just ask for patience as we make this wonderful, evolving transition. We start today, this is our second week of Advent. We have our second uh, in our sermon series, Before the Messiah. And so this time, when we are now back in our sanctuary, this time seems to me pregnant with possibilities. So what happened when Mary says yes? And therefore, what happens when we say yes? As usual, we are taking live prayer requests. If you're worshiping online, then just go ahead and post your, uh, your joys and your concerns and your requested blessings in the Facebook feed as you have been doing in the past. For those of her, us here in the sanctuary, in the back we've got the, the pink and blue cards for uh, our, our, our concerns and our blessings. We have pins back there. During communion, when we come up, we'll be coming up and you can place your prayer requests there and your offerings in that um, offering container right there that you'll pass by on your way up to receive um, the communion elements. If you're at home, have your communion elements ready for later on in the service so we can have those made official. As usual, uh, we do invite you to give an offering to the ministry of this church. You can do that on our website, tumcd.org, or through our church center app. And our December communion rail offering is for Duncanville Outreach Ministry. This is emergency assistance for the citizens of Duncanville, and right now our local uh, food pantries are running low, and our local families need some help for the holidays. Our connection groups, as usual, me on Sunday mornings, we have our UM Disciplines class. We also have our Lyft class, which is in the middle of their Advent study almost Christmas, a Wesleyan Advent experience. And our Wednesday evening uh, Pastor's Bible study starts at 7 o'clock. If you want information about any of that, contact the church. And now, let us enter into a spirit of worship and prayer with this opening chorus. time to light our advent wreath. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin.
1: We light this candle as a symbol of Christ the way. May the word sent from God through the prophets lead us to the way of salvation.
0: So, O come, O come Emmanuel.
1: Please join me in our opening prayer. Gracious God, your your servant Mary Mary discovered new life growing growing within her and and knew it to be your promised presence. In tender reverence reverence for the holy mystery of your incarnation, incarnation. may May we be be as a womb for your blessed presence, ready to receive and nourish your word in our lives, open to the the stirrings of your spirit within us. May we faithfully bear bear your love in the world. That That by by your your grace, grace, Christ Christ may may be be born born in us. us. Amen.
0: Amen. For so long, I've been saying, even though we're not together in the same space, and here we are, not only in the same space, but in our sanctuary space. So today, even more than usual, my prayer for each one of you is, peace be with you.
1: Please stand as you are able and join us in four verses of "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel." And again, the words will appear on the screen. Remain standing and join us for our prayer for illumination. Speak to us, Lord. Speak in the waiting, waiting, the watching, the hoping, the longing, the sorrow, the sighing, the rejoicing. Speak to us by your word in these Advent days and walk with us until the day of your coming. Amen. You may be seated. We have two Scripture readings this morning. The first comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, The servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Our second reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, Make his paths straight. John the Baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, He saw the heavens torn apart, and the Spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. The Word of God for the people of God.
0: God. What do you think Mary was doing when Gabriel just suddenly showed up? According to Eastern Orthodox tradition, she was actually at a well gathering water. According to a musical rendition that I heard once, Mary is said to drop the towel she was holding because Gabriel came when she was in the middle of washing the dishes. Art through the ages portrays Mary engaging in a lot of different activities. I have an icon at home that shows Mary with knitting needles in her hand. In some pieces of art she's sitting, in others she's standing, in some she has her head bowed, in others she looks Gabriel just right in the eye. In some uh, paintings she looks serene, in others she looks very stunned. And I swear there's one painting where she's looking right at Gabriel looking very incredulous as if you're saying, you have got to be kidding. (laughs) Well, the biblical writers rarely give us all the details that we would like. What we do know is that Luke has shown us two very different Annunciation stories back to back. If you recall, last week we explored the previous story where Zechariah the priest is also met by the angel Gabriel while serving in the temple. Now, the word Annunciation is based on the Latin word meaning to bring news or announcement. The Annunciation uh, refers to Mary's encounter with Gabriel. But Zechariah's experience was also an annunciation. It was also an announcement of an impending birth. Well, at first, Zechariah is terrified, but Gabriel tells him to not be afraid. Then the angel tells him that his previously childless wife, Elizabeth, will finally conceive a child. Zechariah will name the child John, and he's going to be a great prophet who will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. And we now know Zechariah and Elizabeth's son as John the Baptist. Six months later, we go from the Grand Temple in Jerusalem with Zechariah to this backwater town of Nazareth located in Galilee. There Gabriel appears to a young woman named Mary, and Luke tells us that she is a virgin who is engaged to a man named Joseph. Well, as many of you know, in ancient Jewish society, an engagement was considered a legal marriage that had just not yet been consummated. So at this point, after the betrothal, being sexually unfaithful would be considered adultery. But it's also interesting that ancient literature makes mention of widows who were virgins, something that sounds very strange to our ears. But in these cases, the woman's fiancée died before the wedding had actually taken place. But Gabriel greets Mary, calls her favored by God, Mary's just kind of confused and perplexed by Gabriel's appearance and his message. He tells her not to be afraid. He then informs her that she is going to conceive a son, and you will name him Jesus. Now, the actual name Jesus means Yahweh saves or the Lord saves, and he's going to be called the Son of God, and he'll be given the throne of David to reign forever. Mary asks, well, how can this be since I'm a virgin? Gabriel replies, it'll be by the power of the Holy Spirit. God will overshadow her that the child therefore will be holy. He then informs her that her cousin Elizabeth, that she too is with child, for nothing will be impossible with God. So Mary replies, here I am. I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Now, both of these annunciation stories to Zechariah in the temple and to Mary in Nazareth, they share some similarities. And there's a pattern that's common to both of them. And furthermore, this pattern can inform our own spiritual journey. So imagine what kind of annunciation God might be trying to reveal to us. I want to tell you a different kind of annunciation story. I want you to imagine that the angel Gabriel just appeared right there, all of a sudden, and this was two years ago. Greetings, favored ones. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid, Trinity, for you have found favor with God. The Lord is about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Soon the Lord will free you from all the outdated and obsolete audiovisual equipment with which you have been burdened. New ministries will spring forth from this congregation, enabled by new technology, for you will be empowered by the Holy Spirit to touch the lives of people whom you've never reached before. Furthermore, I will cause the waters to flow through your congregation's house. (laughs) These will be waters of new birth, the waters of baptism, as the detritus of the past is, is washed away files and papers and possessions that no longer serve the mission of God will be swept away. And the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the building that is being reborn will be holy. A way will be made in the desert for new ways of ministry, new visions, and a voice will cry out, prepare the way of the Lord and clear a straight path for our God. And your congregation's house will be born again rising from the waters of rebirth into resurrection and the lord will look down upon trinity and say you are my children my beloveds. with you i am very well pleased can you imagine that i think that's what god has been saying to us for the last two years today is the day of the fulfillment of our annunciation After two years, we experienced a burglary, a world pandemic, and burst pipes that rendered our entire building unusable. We're now ready to rise again and continue our embodied ministry here in this location. Is it any coincidence that the flooding of our building was nine months ago? God is able to do the impossible in nine months. A savior was formed in the womb of Mary in nine months. Joseph was convinced to go ahead and make Mary his wife in nine months. And God prepared our sanctuary for worship in nine months. Well, what's God going to do in the next nine months? Well, first of all, I'm going to ask God, please make the remainder of this building suitable for ministry again as well. But what then? What then is God calling us to do? What can the Lord accomplish with a newly refurbished building that is filled with a congregation of God's beloved children. We're being given a chance to completely reconsider, redefine, and redirect every aspect of this congregation's ministry. Some things will want to continue, but there may be some things we need to let go of, and there may be new and creative avenues of ministry that are unlike anything that we've ever done before. God only knows Literally, in this case. There are a few things, though, that I am just positive are going to be part of our new future. And the first of these is the embrace of technology. We're going to continue to livecast our worship service every Sunday on Facebook Live at 11 o'clock. We'll also be livecasting our Christmas Eve service at 7 o'clock on the 24th. I haven't told them that yet, but that's going to happen.
1: (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. We'll also be exploring new ways to engage in social media. You see, our, our ministry is not limited to Duncanville, Texas. With social media, we can join in with John Wesley's very famous quote, the world is my parish, and the world can be our parish as well. The other thing that I think will be vital for our future is to double down on our commitment to be a reconciling congregation in every way that we mean that. A church that truly practices open hearts, open minds, and open doors. A church where every person who walks through those doors or worships with us on Facebook or engages in our social media will know that they are a beloved child of God and that Trinity United Methodist Church not only welcomes you, but affirms you and celebrates the beautiful diversity of the children of God. As our reconciling statement says, this celebration welcomes and affirms every person, quote, regardless of age, ethnicity, gender identity, gender expression, ability, social status, sexual orientation, or place along their spiritual journey. Uh, There's going to be other things that God's going to call us to do, other things that God is going to call us to be. And we'll need to stay open to that voice of God, and we're going to need to stay awake to the presence of angels. You know, sometimes we may run into angels more often than we think we do, because an angel is primarily just a messenger from God, and God can communicate messages to us in all sorts of ways. God can speak to us through Scripture, as Wesley read earlier, through the sacrament of Holy Communion. God speaks to us in our conversations and in our, our encounters with each other. God speaks to us in the stillness of our own hearts. And as we have learned in the last two years, God can speak to us in the events of our lives and in the events of our world, whether that's a burglary, a world pandemic, or the flooding of our church home. The problem can be that when we most clearly hear the voice of God, It can be terrifying. Not necessarily terrifying in the sense that some angel like Gabriel is going to suddenly appear before us, but terrifying in the sense that if we journey with God, this is going to eventually lead us to do and be something that will scare us profoundly. But if you read very much of the Bible, it won't take long before you get to a story where someone is told to not be afraid either by God directly or by an angel. The words do not be afraid appear 75 times in the Bible, sprinkled throughout the Old and New Testaments. It's a major theme that's running through Scripture. And we find Gabriel telling both Zechariah and Mary to not be afraid. Because fear can be paralyzing, preventing us from fulfilling the mission that God has called us to. We may question what God has put before us. And like Mary, we may find that in the presence of God, it can indeed be very perplexing and very disorienting. And we may be asked to embrace some real hardships. Mary would be the subject of gossip and conjecture because of her pregnancy. As the mother of Jesus, she will know deep heartache as she witnesses her baby to grow up and then increasingly become a foul of the authorities until he is arrested and executed before her very eyes. Yet the angels keep telling us to not be afraid. It's going to take real courage to answer the call of God. You see, we're all, story, we're all starring in our own enunciation story. We're all being offered this opportunity to surrender to God's will and to answer God's calling And when we do open our hearts over to God and we turn our lives over to God, we can be amazed at what God can do. There are people who thought this church would never reopen again. And I see God in the fact that we're all sitting here today. We can be amazed at what can grow inside of us when we allow the Holy Spirit to overshadow us. For Trinity, it means new frontiers of ministry. We're being offered a chance to become something that's far bigger than any one of us, something that's far bigger than just this congregation. We're being offered an opportunity to be co-creators with God and to be part of God's creative intention to redeem the world because God so loved the world. When I was considering going to pastoral ministry, I read the Annunciation story to Mary every day for, for several weeks as part of my own spiritual formation because I sensed God was calling me to something new, a new phase of ministry, a new phase of life. There was, in a sense, new life growing within me, but I had to pray. I had to pray to surrender my will to God because that doesn't come easily to me. But I did pray until I was willing to surrender to the calling that I felt I was receiving and to let something new be born within me and within my life. Now, for you personally, this could mean an end to anger and fear or the beginnings of peace and hope. It could mean newly reborn relationships where lives, uh, new lives where the power of whatever has been holding us back is finally dissolved. For Trinity, it's going to mean new frontiers of ministry and service online and in person and on location. All we have to do is surrender to the power of the Most High. All we have to do is to say yes and to let the creator of the universe conceive something new in our hearts. So to paraphrase Mary, here we are, Trinity, the servants of the Lord. Let it be with us according to God's word. Amen. Amen.
1: Will be Lo, How, Arose, which is 216. And the words again will be on the screen. Go ahead.
0: Please be seated. Christ our Lord invites and welcomes all people throughout the earth to the table of the Lord. If you're ready to accept Christ's invitation, if you love God, if you repent in your sin, if you intend to live in peace with all, then let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, always with us, always coming. We confess that we do not know how to prepare for your advent. We have forgotten how to hope in miracles. We have ignored the promise of your kingdom. We get distracted by all the busyness of this season. Forgive us, O God. Grant us the simple wonder of the shepherds, the intelligent courage of the magi, in the patient faith of Mary and Joseph, that we may journey with them to Bethlehem and find good news of a child born for us. Now, in the quiet of our hearts, we ask you to make us ready for his coming. And now let us confess our sins silently. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners that proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ you are forgiven. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through the prophets who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream." Where nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent in the fullness of time to be a light to the nations. You scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts and have mercy on those who fear you from generation to generation. You put down the mighty from their thrones and exalt those of low degree. You fill the hungry with good things and the rich you send away empty. Your own son came among us as a servant. He humbled himself in obedience to your will and freely accepted death on a cross. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church and delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread and he gave thanks to you and he broke the bread and he gave his disciples saying, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you and do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup and he gave thanks to you and he gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving, as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ, Christ will come again. Amen. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us together here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make they be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. And now we're at the portion of our worship service where we offer up our joys and concerns up to the Lord. We have had a tragedy in the news this week. You may have seen that. We've had another one of those school shootings, which always make me feel very depressed when these happen. And the way this has been happening, I feel depressed a lot about this. So I would like to pray for uh, the school in it's Massachusetts, I believe. Michigan. Michigan. Uh, it'll be Massachusetts next time. Um, to pray for the school in Michigan, to pray for all of those that are affected by that school shooting, to pray for all of those that are affected by school shootings, even the ones from years ago, because they're not over it yet. So for all those affected by school shootings, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Uh, continuing prayers for young family experiencing some mental health problems, and for all those who have any kind of uh, emotional or, or mental um, issues, those are difficult for the families. It's difficult for everyone involved. So for all of these, Lord, in your mercy. Uh, a prayer for Evelyn's sister, Kathy, for healing from the loss of her Joe, which is her partner that she lost, uh, I don't know, several months ago. And so we want to continue to keep Kathy in our prayers because, as we know, you're still in a lot of grief, even months and sometimes years later. So for Kathy and all those who are still uh, still in their grief. Lord, in your mercy. That's all the prayer requests we have, but I want to make a wonderful prayer of thanksgiving that we're here. I I don't know just just how uh, to describe the emotion that I'm feeling being here in this church and looking at these faces and knowing that we still have people online that are also joining us as well and just how, how full this makes my heart and how much that I don't think we could have done this without God. This was a God thing to bring us back here as a church because uh, I think there were a lot of people didn't think we are going to make it. And I have to confess, every once in a while, one of those people was me, but not for long because the Holy Spirit kept speaking in my heart and whispering in my ear. So a prayer of thanksgiving that this Sanctuary is now open for worship. And if this is not the work of the Lord, I don't know what is. So thanks be to God. Praise be to God. And let us continue to pray as the remainder of our building also becomes uh, suitable for ministry again, Uh, praying for uh, the workmen that come and our contractor so that they'll be able to work swiftly and without injury to bring us our building back in its full capacity. So we ask that, Lord, in your mercy, and please hear our prayer. And so now, with the confidence that we have as the beloved children of God, let us pray the prayer that our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
1: Please stand as you're able and join in our closing hymn, number 615. I need to grab my hymnal real fast. The words, once again, will also be on the screen.
0: As usual, you can always find a recording of our service on our website, TUMC.org, on our Facebook page, or on our podcast, Jane's Most Excellent Church Adventure. Your action item for this week, continue to pray for Trinity and pray specifically to hear God's voice for where God may be leading us next as a church body. Later on, I will be at the back of the sanctuary. This pastor is open for hugs and handshakes, but I will follow your lead as as we're back there. But I wanted to take this opportunity because I could not do this without them. I want a round of applause for everyone in that sound booth over there. I was not expecting us to have projection until after the first of the year. And they called me last night and said, oh yeah, we're gonna have projections. Just tell us what you want us to project. Okay, I was so happy about that. I also, none of this being back would happen also without our, our board of trustees and our design team. And Ken was here earlier. Mo has been working like a dog for the last several months. Raymond's been great. Everyone who's worked on the design team has come up, I think, with good stuff. So I would like also then applause for our trustees and design team as well. <laughs> And thank you for extending grace, because you saw there were a few bugs today. But grace abounds, and I couldn't be happier. So now then, accept this benediction. May the Holy Spirit come upon you, and the power of the Most High overshadow you. May you hear God say, you are my beloved. With you I am well pleased, for nothing will be impossible with God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.